Welcome everybody to another episode of Anime Plummet, where relationship is plummeting by the minute. Today with me, I have my fabulous co-hosts lurking in his garage. We have the gratuitous Gizmo. Hello, that's that's me. I, I'm the German of the crew. Yes, as Sam stated, your one interesting fact is that you're German. My only redeeming fact. No, you have many redeeming facts, including Aww. having a biting critique of these upcoming shows that we're going to be talking about today. Coming from the West Coast, the best coast, down in Southern California, where it hasn't rained in five years, we have Etchy Ed. Yo, what up? The sad part is that it rained yesterday. Damn, I was wrong. Finally, the monarch of Telluride, the emperor of Manga Book Club. The Kinky King. How are you doing, King? Oh, guys, I got to be honest with you. This week, I'm feeling all sorts of stuff. I'm hungover. I'm jacked full of caffeine. I've got my cocktail ready to go, and I'm ready to talk about some anime. All right, let's do it. But first, by the way, Ed, how are you doing? I don't think I asked you that. Did I'm doing I? all right. That's good. Good. I'm glad I got that out of the way. Yes, necessary information indeed. So before we get into what we're actually going to be talking about, guys, I'm going to have a little bit of a surprise exercise for you all to do. A question I want answered. Okay. I'm going to start with our kinky king. King. I have a very important question. Let's hear it right on me. Okay. You're hit by a truck in Telluride. Oh. The guy was smoking a giant doobie. What did <laughs> you get reincarnated as? But not human, not humanoid. What are you? You know, I thought about this a lot over the years. And if I was reincarnated into anything, it would be a sassy badger with a sweater vest. And yes, the sweater vest is important to my character development. I'm, I'm imagining now that that sassy badger, those videos where it's like, the honey badger doesn't take no shit. <laughs> King don't take no shit. And I got a no. and with my little vest. Yeah, that's exactly it. The sassy bad. We'll brainstorm that uh, light novel uh name in the coming days. Next up we're going to have I think we're going to pick on Gizmo. So Gizmo, you're out for a nice walk to the convenience store mm-hmm. in Germany. <laughs> And you're hit by a truck, which, of course, in Germany, they have cab overs. So, but nonetheless, it hits you. You're reincarnated oh, no. as something else. What are you reincarnated as? I'm I'm going to be reincarnated as a beach chair on a nice beach. You know, I, it's, it's sunny all day. And I have hot, attractive, half-naked people sitting in my lap. Oh, it yeah. sounds like a good life. And my understanding is Europeans... They, they don't mind bearing all on the beach. Like, they're, you know, it doesn't matter you uh, know, age, shape, you know. I mean, on, on some beaches, sure. But I, I, I wouldn't just go, go naked to a, a normal beach. Oh, okay. So, maybe bring a swimsuit is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I look I for, mean, depending I look on forward. who you are. No. I mean, I'm so, sorry. Mikey, you could pull it off. No, no one would complain. I, Gizmo, I look forward to sitting on you in another another life. Yeah, yeah, but let's, let's uh, finish the recording first. Ed, 
Hi. You have been hit by a truck, reincarnated as anything but a human or humanoid-like thing. So you can't say a cat boy or cat girl, for example. Damn. So you could say a cat. Mm -hmm. What what have you been reincarnated as? Probably like a, a supermodel's pet chihuahua. That'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, just because good. they take care of their little chihuahuas. Yeah, I'm that that you you essentially are living a better life than ninety nine percent of Americans. Right yeah, now. so that's a hundred percent. that's respectable. I Work respect smart, that. not hard. Exactly, exactly. Which you actually live the complete opposite f- philosophy of that. But okay, I mean, pretty you can much. Dream. Yeah, you're very hard. I want to see if that grass is actually greener, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And of course, for me, it is a woman's bicycle. But anyways, that's that was (laughs) that entire bit was just for me to say that that I would become a woman's bicycle. I believe actually that is there is a light novel out there. I'm sure there's something with that. I'm sure I'm sure that was not an original thought that was implanted from something I saw in passing. But I do love the stupid Isekai light novels. I've read the one that's coming out, what, in a couple seasons about the vending machine. I was reincarnated in a vending machine. I've actually read the first volume of that. I'm very excited for it. Anyways, that's... that's, that's Is that, uh, that out already? The vending machine one? At the, you can read the light novels. The anime hasn't been made yet. Okay. Don't worry. We, we will be covering that when it comes out. <laughs> I'm sure I will good. be... I will be first in line. Of course, this season we're making fun of the reincarnated as a sword, which actually we won't be talking too much about because I know that Sam has shown some interest in that. So I think I'm going to kind of clear the tarmac for her to talk about that one. We're going to be talking about fall seasonals, but we got one more little thing before we get into fall seasonals. King, I see here in the notes, there's something about a court. Is it a high court? A court of royalty? The royal court? Is there a jester? What is going on with the king's court? That's that's right. We got a new segment this week. It's called the king's court. Hear ye, hear ye, fellow listeners. Uh, this is a segment where I get uh, uninterrupted time to pass judgment on any anime-related topic that I just feel like talking about or bitching about. Uh, This week, we want to throw a shout-out to our main host on the main podcast on Anime Summit, Danny, Sam, Nick. We wanted to congratulate you guys on 100 Spotify reviews. That's a huge milestone for any podcast. I think it's fantastic to celebrate this accomplishment. Uh, Danny promised to review School Days, the infamous anime, on episode 378. I really recommend that you guys go check it out. Um but now it's time to throw Danny under the bus. While I think they all did a great job reviewing it, especially Danny, uh, she mentions early on in the episode that she considers School Days a boring anime. And I'm sorry, but that's just going to land you in the Discord dungeon this week. Because here's the thing about School Days. You can love it. You can absolutely hate it. You can think it's one of the worst anime you've ever seen. But to feel that way, you can't think it's boring. Something agitated you. Something moved you. uh, Something uh, made you think 
that this is just atrocious trash. And we here at Plummet, we love our trash. So if you're going to feel so strongly about an anime, I just can't believe that you're going to think it's boring. So that is why our first uh, Discord dungeon is going to, our first prisoner is going to be Danny. However, I am a benevolent king. I am a fair king. And I want to say this. Danny redeems herself this week because she promised to uh, rate school days after 100 Spotify reviews. As soon as they got it, man, that episode was out within a week or two. She dedicated herself to it. I really appreciate it as a fan of both uh, Anime Summit and School Days. So because of this noble deed that she did, she's going to be our first knighted person within the King's Court. Danny, congratulations. Lady Danny of the King's Court. Congratulations. From prisoner to knighthood in five seconds. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And Mike, with that, I think we're ready to dive into the fall seasonal preview. That was quite the roller coaster. Thanks, King. Basically, today we're going to be getting into our fall seasonals. And we're just, we've kind of slashed our list down to about five or six shows. Maybe a couple more. That weren't really covered in detail by the main crew on the Anime Summit. And essentially this is what we're doing. We're kind of covering the more trashy, I guess, shows you could say. To start us all off, uh, I think we'll pick on Ed and talk about our first show. Ed, what are we talking about here? Our first show that we're going to be talking about is uh, Beast Tamer. Based on a 2018 light novel by Suzu Miyama. Um, It's pretty much your, your typical magic caster who can control animals uh who belongs to the hero team which is essentially the the team of like chosen ones that are to be battling the demon king and taking him on essentially but he's essentially the weakest one in the team and he gets picked on the most for it and uh we essentially start off with uh our good old boy rain getting essentially kicked off the team because he's not good enough to be part with them and that's when you get a little bit of what the hero seems actually about which is just being an absolute menace i this is one of my favorite tropes the whole the guy that kicks get gets kicked off the team yeah I... like <laughs> and, and, and gets way also way better and the team suddenly realizes they can't do without him and he's like fuck you buddy i i don't uh... understand where this is coming from like for the cu- past couple of seasons we have we've had shows where there's a guy that gets kicked off the hero party's team and then obviously is super strong anyway and kicks their ass later on and I, I don't understand why yeah. is there not to understand this is like the perfect high school like I don't know this is just like this is the, like the underdog pure, story like, I guess shoot. yeah because it also like, happened I, what was like, it like a season or two ago with uh, I opened up a, a store in the countryside or something yeah exactly Oh, what was that one anime? Okay, it so was pretty good too. That is one of my that that was one of my favorites of the season. Banished from the Heroes Party. I started the pharmacy. I don't remember the rest. Yeah, I, yeah. I just remember Banished from the Heroes Party. It's a super good romance too, and so I've been actually trying to keep convincing Danny uh, to watch that one because of it. Because it's like, actually no, like it's not like he goes and collects a harem. Like him and this this princess girl like hook up. Like the like mm-hmm. she had like eyes for him originally, and then they later on go. And this is totally not about the show, but yeah, this is all banished. It's, it's like it's always a bit same concept. Ban- yeah, uh, 
Beast Tamer, I don't find as strong as a show as this one, as that one. Rain is a little more like the nice thing about I think Banish was it was all like obviously adults like older on. He's a little hmm. more determined and knows what he's doing. Rain feels a bit a little more floppy about things, and he just kind of lucks out by meeting these mm-hmm. really strong spirit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like Pokemon, but he collects uh, cute beast guards instead. Yeah, this is just another like <laughs> waifu collector type of show. Because throughout and the, the first guy is really cute. Yeah. yeah, they're they're all super cute. Like I love the most recent two that they added were the fairy sisters. Uh, the the uh, lolly fairies. Oh god. Yeah, lovely <laughs> fairies. Of course, it's gotta have. We gotta have a couple of those ones. I don't think this is doing anything amazing, though. Uh, no, as, as as Gizmos mentioned, this is this is a tried and true. But I I, I am a sucker for that sort of like. Uh, I don't know. It's not like a revenge plot necessarily. Like a lot of it's about just having you know losing something important and moving on with your life. And in that sense, I think it's a good thing. But it's also because it does the thing which rarely actually happens in real life, which is, oh no, we made a terrible mistake. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> what, what I really hate about this show is, and so many other shows like this do this as well, it's like uh, three episodes in or so, they actually confront the, the hero party. And minor spoilers, but uh, honestly, we, we know all how this is going to go. Like, they kick their ass. And um, basically, they are super strong already after three episodes and beat the rivals. And it's like, yeah, okay, so where do we go from here? They're already overpowered, and it's just like, it deflates all tension. I I just, this is just not good writing, in my opinion. They're just going to keep building the harem, essentially, right? Or the the team, or whatever it might be. I would say one of the only things that this show has going for it from me and my perspective is uh, it's not an isekai. I really appreciate when a show just starts out as a fantasy show and you're already mm. in the world. You don't have to go anywhere. There's no reason to do, you know, all these shows that are isekais. It's like, just start the damn show in the world. Yeah. Let's so be that's honest. The one it, thing. It, it could easily be an isekai. Just add the first five minutes. Oh, where yeah. He's living a normal life. He dies. He wakes up and now he's got this power. Yeah. I think I mentioned this the other time. It's like we need a way of labeling. This is like based on light novel type shows because they're not always isekais, but they remind people a lot of isekais because they're both kind of like. I mean, let's face it. Like they're they're like the candy of anime. You know what I mean? Like they're like it's it's a snack and it's tasty, but it's not a ton of substance. Let's face it. The fact that um, the the MCs are getting isekai don't really matter in most isekais anyway. It's like the first three minutes is like, oh, they, they get into a new world, but then it's just a regular fantasy show. Yeah, it completely like gives up on the fact, because they're like, oh, this is way better than being in my previous... Life. Yeah, exactly. They com- completely accept it like, immediately and like, okay, yeah, let's go. Fantasy world. I have magic and, and my harem. and Anyone else want to say anything about Beast Tamer before we move on? I think that's about no. it. It's it's. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep checking this one out. It, it it's something to watch in the background. I'll probably wait for the dub to come out and then just watch it in the background. Yeah, this this one would be uh, this is a good like piece of fluff. It's like fast food. Yeah, yeah, and I would I would classify it like and. 
that's not to say I don't think all the ones we're covering fall into this category, but definitely the <laughs> next one falls into this category, which is I've somehow gotten stronger when I improve my farm-related skills. And actually, reading the title makes me remind me, maybe we should also try getting the actual Japanese title for Kicks and Giggles, and we can butcher our way through that. Oh, Lord. Just a thought. (laughs) Planning a podcast. So this is based on a 2016 light novel by Shobunun. Shobunun? (laughs) Anyways. Al? Is his name really Al? Yeah, I guess it is. Al Al Wayne. Al Al, Al, Al Wayne. You know know when freaking it's a Japanese person making an English name. Uh, Al Wayne. Well, hello there, little lady. It's Bruce Um, Wayne's brother. Loves farming. And we don't mean a video game sim. He wants to be a literal farmer. But in the process of improving his agricultural skills, he somehow winds up maxing out his overall character stats. Wow. His superpowered in the most unexpected ways with abilities that, that even the strongest of heroes would envy. Alas, all he wants is an idyllic farming life. But with demons and monsters evading the realm, Al has to take up the mantle of Hiramo just to keep his dreams from withering away and his harem growing in size. Oh, I had that last part. But anyways. <laughs> Again, not actually an isekai, isekai-esque, light, based on a light novel. So we didn't really mention about it, but Beast Tamer has pretty middling animation. It's not terrible. It's yeah. not great. I think the character design's okay. Like, it's not... Uh, it's standard business. It's not sh- yeah, it's not... They didn't do the atrocious thing that they did to uh, Stuck in the Dating Sim, where they took what was actually a pretty pleasant style and turned it into a, a terrible style. But um, this one is even weaker, I think, in animation. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think this is, like, the worst-looking show I've, I've seen this season. This it one also has the most still frames... Throughout yeah. the show. Yeah, it it does. I mean, this is probably the weakest of the shows I think we're going to be talking about. It's so right boring. Like, I, see, I it, almost fell asleep watching the first episode. And I, I only watched the first episode. And there's, there's one funny scene where he throws a carrot at the dragon and the dragon explodes. Uh, but that scene was already in the trailer, so it's, there's nothing to the show that's exciting. Really. It's literally the best part. Yeah, like when he, when he, he there's carrot bazooka. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, uh, he throws the carrot, the dragon explodes, and the carrot actually comes back like a boomerang. This, what? And it's completely intact, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so silly. <laughs> the carrot was Superman. Just this right. whole concept of now we're supposed to care about a, a farmer. And you know what? Hey, shout out to farmers across the world. Thank you for feeding us, but... <laughs> I don't know if this is it for. I don't think this ain't this this ain't it. That's what I'm trying to say. I, this ain't it. This is not. This doesn't sound exciting to me at all. The, the premise is kind of funny, right? That he improves his agricultural skills so much that he actually can like fight with agriculture. <laughs> but it's the execution is just so boring. I don't know. <laughs> that being said, I I like the princess in it. Uh, she's kind of cute, and. L- well, spoilers, she gets, the, they get into a squabble with a hero he meets, this female hero that's down our luck, 
And he kind of saves her and blah, blah, blah. And so she kind of ends up following him around like a lost kitten. Mm. Uh, which is pretty par for the course. But of course they get into like a cat fight, quote unquote, uh, over who loves him more. Of course. And he kind of he kind of lets it slip. He's like, oh, it's like, do you have someone you love? He's like, oh yeah, another woman. Like, but he's like, uh, gotta go. <laughs> like, what? And and then we get into his, of course, sad backstory. I'm not gonna spoil that what that is because that's pretty late into the series. Um, all I will say is I was kind of shocked. It's actually kind of depressing. Like it was actually legitimately kind of hmm. depressing. And it kind of like you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it, I guess. Uh, you know, it doesn't make up for the, the kind of weakness in the beginning, right? But it is just kind of like that. I'm like, wow. I can't even say yeah. like what I want to say because it would just completely spoil it. But anyways. I've only seen the first episode, but um, I, I saw a gif of like a dragon that comes later and it looks so terrible. Is that... <laughs> yes, that's right. The first, the first three episodes, I think, are dealing with this nightmare dragon or something it's like i feed on your fears fear me and it's like the worst cga you've ever seen it's it's incredible listen it's no it's no ari ferretta first season (laughs) take it easy take it easy and not everything can be the masterpiece that is well that's everything we got to say about i've somehow gotten stronger with my farm related skills when i improve my farm related skills so let's let's talk King, King, talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me about True Etchy. Yeah, I think one of the big Etchy shows of the season is uh, Futoku no Guild or Immoro Guild. It's based on the 2017 manga by Taichi uh, Kawazoe. And it's all about Kikuru Madden is a seasoned guard in the local guild of Mabuki and is ready for retirement. However, his conscience prevents him from retiring at present, as he worries about the guild's future without him. The guild's receptionist, Inome, assigns Kikuru four fresh recruits, the energetic beastwoman Hitamuki, the prodigy Medena, the laid-back Toxicodana, and the stalwart Hanabata Nakins. Although each of them possesses significant talents, they also display characteristics that detract from their potential. As if there was not enough to deal with, the monsters outside of Mabuki's walls start exhibiting odd behavior by targeting women salaciously, causing the party endless problems Mm. in more ways than one. This is definitely up there for one of the more etchier side of of the season. Got it. I've got to be honest with you from the from I'm I'm pretty much up to to date at this point with this but from the first few episodes it's just more harem building but this is this is the classic guy who's like I don't want a harem uh I think the the take of him wanting to retire so he has to train his harem to take over his job is a little bit different and interesting of course shenanigans ensue and you know, uh, uh, everybody gets in compromising positions, but this show really pushes the boundaries with that. It's every monster fight. These ladies find themselves in compromising positions. He has to come in and kind of reluctantly save them from them. There's a lot of embarrassment. There's a lot of awkwardness. Um, you know, if you're out there for Echi and, and you're looking for something silly and fun, this might be for you. Otherwise, you know, you might want to skip this one. <laughs> yeah, this... There's not a lot There's of substance. There's not much to it. Um, but a, the, the, a lot of clothes getting ripped. 
Yeah, a lot of clothes getting, or like melted off by slimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the the classic, the classic inverted nipples in the first episode. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, if you're into non-consensual like fun with monsters, then this is the show for you. I I would say if if you're really into tentacles, but you don't want to watch hentai, then this is the show for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I haven't actually I haven't watched a ton of episodes because I tend to, yeah, to uh, yar for the uncensored episodes if you know what I mean yar. <laughs> so like I have a bunch saved right now to watch at some point I just haven't gotten around to seeing them kind of like how, how I never finished watching World End Harem kind of in the same same stream I just think it's it's super repetitive honestly I, I I don't know. I, I've only watched like two or three episodes, but I already felt like it. Oh, it's always the same. <laughs> and so, it's... so here here's the question to you, King. Does the formula change up at any point in the episodes you've seen so far? Of what I've seen, no. There's not. It's a monster of the week situation where the MC and the ladies take on, uh, you know, whatever whatever is fighting the town for that week. Um, uh, you you just get more awkward moments. There's not a lot of relationship building between them. Um, I think I think this just this just misses on a few things that we've already seen from from other harem building shows. So I'm gonna have to say if you if you got a tight schedule, skip this one. There's some other cool stuff that we'll be talking about later that I think you should really check out. Thank you, King. Let's go to the gratuitous gizmo yeah. and. Let's talk more about gratuitous ecchi in shows, shall we? Yeah. So we're talking about Love Flops or Renal Flops. Um, this is an anime original, actually, uh, directed by Nobu Yoshi, uh, Yoshi Nagayama. It's about... Um, it's uh, Asahi Kashiwagi lives the typical life of an average high school student until the day a fortune teller's predictions come true one after another, culminating in a series of risque encounters. Destiny seemingly draws five beautiful girls into Asahi's path, and soon he finds himself fielding not one, not two, but five love confessions. Asahi will need to follow his heart to find the perfect love for him, or else his love fortunes may end uh, in one epic flail and flop. Yeah, this show is a bit crazy, to be honest. I I still can't really pinpoint what this show is about. It's like it's it's kind of like a typical harem, but there's super weird stuff happening. Uh, like it it starts with the main guy in the first episode toasting a banana for breakfast, like just. Super random, and it's like what? Yeah, that part <laughs> threw me off. I, like I cannot believe how many people got stuck on the toasting a banana. <laughs> yeah, because it's the first scene, and you're like, wait, what? What is and this I, world like, we're in right now? Where like, like toasted banana is apparently like, like a breakfast. Bananas is a very like I want to say it's like a very Caribbean thing. Like I don't know, but like toasting them. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's kind I of, guess that's kind of. The thing is, it only gets crazier from there. There is, like, an episode where literally aliens come down to planet Earth um, and attach, like, exploding devices 
uh, that blow your dick oh, off. Oh yeah, I guess it did, the, didn't it? Yeah, it blew off the balls and the dick. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the plot of one episode. <laughs> like, what what am I watching right it, now? It, but it, it turned crazy. into a magical. The one the one short hair blonde one. Uh, she she becomes a magical girl. Oh yeah, yeah. It turns into a magical girl magical show for girl one episode. Who runs on edgy power? I guess this. Um. Yeah, it's kind of like it's all over the place. Apparently, if you oh, yeah. know Nagayama, if you know their background, you kind of know what direction the show's going to go, based on previous shows they've done. So that's the only thing is just prepared that it's not going to end how it starts in the sense that this will go somewhere this is a harem right mm-hmm. from the get-go in the first episode he runs into five girls and all five girls are living with him by the end of the episode and just wackiness ensues yeah and, and sometimes it's just like a typical rom-com with like yeah, a bunch of different waifus but then like one waifu turns out she's a spy and the whole episode is like other spies trying to kill her and it's like yeah. an action show all of a sudden I, and that episode i i hated that episode to be honest it was to me that's the one thing that i think came, kind of keeps it interesting it's like it's like the the theme of the show doesn't really stay consistent like it's kind of like each each is a different sort of like genre each episode is sort of like a different i thought that's what kind of it was going for oh and interestingly enough the, the edgy is also very inconsistent because there's like one episode that when you if you get your hands on the fully uh, uncensored version there's like full-on nudity but every other episode is like oh rainbows covering like the naughty parts and stuff and it's like why what? so you went all the way for one episode and then you go back to like weird censoring that was a pretty good... The Hot Springs episode was pretty good, though. I was a little disappointed. At first, it came across as the one character being a trans woman, like, uh, born as a man, but being woman. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the main character was just like, yeah, okay. Like, he it, like he wasn't like, oh, you're a dude. I don't want anything. It was like, oh, that's that's kind of nice, actually. The fact that he's just like, yeah, he it didn't, it didn't, yeah, it didn't bother kind of him awesome. at all. And then it turns out it's like, no, actually, it was a girl who was raised. Yeah, spoiler, yeah. it's, well, it's, it's not like that. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, this, so this is not the most progressive. No. For a second, it was the no. most progressive, forward-thinking <laughs> no. anime of, of our fall seasonal review. And, and now you're saying, actually, that was that a lie. Was a lie. <laughs> no, it Damn was a it. gimmick. God damn it! What I'm talking about is what episode three or episode four. So, anyways, it's an early, it's an early mm-hmm. spoiler. I apologize, but and it's not like you can't see it coming from miles away. It's pretty obvious. Them being in the boys' change room is funny when she's wearing this dumb mask. <laughs> Anything else anyone wants to say on Love Flops? I feel like this is one that I want to watch to the end and talk to you about Gizmo because this is where it's gonna. When we do our seasonal review, this is where it's going to get interesting to talk about. Yeah, I, I might just finish it because it's so yeah. crazy and all over the place. I I kind of want to see where it's going. Even if there are some episodes in there that I'm like, ah, this is just, I don't know, boring. Okay. Yeah. So who was taking the next one? Was it King? You're taking the, uh, you're going to talk about yep. this one? 
I'm excited. I'm excited for this next one for all of us, especially to hear what Gizmo thinks, as always. <laughs> next, we're going to be covering more than a married couple, but not lovers. This uh, show got a little bit of love on the main, sh- main Summit podcast, but um, we wanted to shed a little bit more light on it. It's based on the 2018 manga series by Yuki Kanemura. Partnering up for a high school project with your crush is a dream. But what if it's with someone you can't stand and the project is marriage? That's what Jiro Yakuin and Gyaru Akari Watanabe will find out as they're tested as a couple. If that wasn't enough, their crushes are partners too. If they want to switch, they'll have to make this arranged marriage work and make it to the top 10. So I, I, I think it's good for everybody to know that, you know, the four of us, we're not just reviewing kind of these uh, secondhand or, or less popular seasonal shows. We watch just like you, all the top stuff, you know, your Chainsaw Man, um, you know, Mob Psycho season three. I'm watching that too. And all Bleach. of this great st- Be- Bleach, shout out to the Bleach people. We hear you. We see you. Please <laughs> stop harassing us. We know that you exist, okay? But, um, the you know, it, it, <laughs> there we go. But, um, you know, and, and there's, arguments to be made of what the anime of the season is and and people might throw stones at me for saying this but this is the show that i find myself most excited to see each week uh shout out to our homie zayla on the discord by the way uh because i know he's a big proponent of this show as well this is just there's something wholesome and nice and fun and cute about this it it really isn't that trashy it's not um it's premium trash it's premium trash, exactly. But the the focus is on romance. It's really sweet. It's yeah. really cute. Uh, it's engaging enough as a story for me. It's a it's a cool concept of like, what if we made you know people pretend to be married, and and how would that affect their relationships with people they already care about, or how they see themselves, how they discover themselves. I get a lot of um, my dress up darling from vibes from this show, hmm. and that now it's nowhere close to that, but. Like I said, this is the show that I find myself most excited week to week, even though I'm watching Chainsaw Man, Mob Psycho Season 3, all these other great heavy hitters. This is the one I keep coming back to, and I'm curious what you guys think of it. Yes, same for me, actually. I mean, first of all, what a wild concept, right? Like, you, you, these kids are in high school, and you put them together in a room, and like, yeah, you pretend to be a married couple. Right. <laughs> because... Uh, you have declining birth rates, and yeah, you need to yeah. be prepared. <laughs> I can reward. hear, I can hear Nick in our headphones right now, being like, "Oh, great, another Japanese uh, anime about the declining birth rate and how we need to like, <laughs> push young people together to 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 have to have more f- kids and a family and everything." Um, I don't know if anyone else checked this one out, but but it, it, I'm glad to hear that you really liked Gizmo. I thought for a second I was like, "Oh, you're gonna tear this apart," but I'm I'm happy that it's bridging the gap. Yeah, no, I I really like the premise. I think it's uh, very fun. It's actually a, a bit similar to rent girlfriend because they are kind of forced to interact with each other by circumstance, more or less. And it's, it, it creates this, this very cool back and forth between the two characters and, like, uh, do, does the girl actually like him or does she just pretend to because of the circumstances and stuff? And uh, that's kind of spicy. That's a kind of spicy drama romance that I that I really like. 
I love it. And you guys know that Germans do well with spice. So it, it, you know it's going to be good <laughs> if, if we even got a sign off from Gizmo. It's on in that. the brats. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had schnitzel? Um, Being reduced to German again. Uh, typical king. And, um, you know, does anyone else have any thoughts or should we go ahead and move on? I just think it's a really enjoyable, just a good watch. If you like the yeah. romance, it's it's nothing too out of pocket or crazy. It's just really enjoyable watch. And the, the slight like melodrama is pretty good. This is a oh, show yeah, for sure. where I definitely am going to stay engaged with. I'm going to finish this out. Um, and it's the thing of who does he end up with? You know, he has... He, uh, the, main, mm-hmm. uh, the main character has to pick between two girls. Is he going to go with his partner for this project? Is he going to go with the girl he grew up with? You don't know. Um, I really, and that's, I mean, the, let's, that's the most interesting thing. Let's let's face it. It's not going to be the childhood trend. It's never the childhood trend. Uh, it's, I would going to be the I, Garu. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say I would not. I would pick Akari over over the childhood friend. It's. She's packing, yeah. and the other girl's just nice and sweet. It's the girl next door kind of thing, and it's like, eh, yeah, exactly. why don't you stay next door this time, okay? You stay over there. <laughs> I, I, I actually really enjoy uh, the dynamic of Jiro and uh, Akari, and that's that's who I'm rooting for. Like, I, I realize it's gonna be that's gonna be a messy end if yeah. that's the way. Well, it's gonna be messy either way because I think uh, Akari is like about halfway from realizing that. Uh, What's the what's the other Nanami? No, what's Nanami? Is that the the blonde boy's name? Uh, I yeah, I think it's her crush. Like I think she's kind of like halfway to realizing that eh, maybe he's not all that in a bag of chips, or or maybe it's just the fact that he's never seeing her the way she sees him. You know what I mean? He seems to be very focused on mm-hmm. right. He's the type of guy. That I feel like is going to always put work or business first. And so that, yeah, maybe he would marry you, but you'd be miserable anyways. Because he's always off on business trips and golfing and stuff like that. It's going to be messy at the end. It's always this thing with love triangles, right? Someone has <sighs> to get hurt. And that's the best part. Like, <laughs> um, just just, the, but, uh, just that's, devastation and what comes crawling out at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. just part of the spice, uh-huh. the drama. That's That's what I'm here for, actually. Yeah, Gizmo's like, ooh, I can't wait to taste those tears girl <laughs> next door, right? And and, and, yeah. and it's fun, too, because you're seeing Akari uh, also change and, and you know, kind of grow up as well alongside uh, the main character. And you're you're rooting for them. You know, as a married couple, you're like... Oh, yeah. Hey, and, hey, and, and she's really hot. Let's let's face it. That's let's also very okay. large be, part of the appeal. We're going to be upfront about that. Like, she knows... She knows how to push his buttons. Yeah. Oh, if you're Every if you're a buttons, tease yes. if you're a tease fan, this is a this is definitely your show. If you like Nagatoro and other teasing shows, whatever, this is this is for you. Yeah, true. And all right. One other thing is there's this uh, comedic relief, like his best friend, and he does like some super force yes. wall breaking stuff, like uh, jokes about like Yu Gi Oh and the Yu Gi Oh the Yu Gi Oh segment yeah. from yeah. like like episode three or four or five I can't remember exactly where it was was so great yeah it was actually super funny and I I usually I hate no. that kind of humor honestly like most most of the time in anime they do it really bad in my opinion like it's just sort of super silly and just referential humor and I really don't like it but in this it it kind of hits I don't know it it's actually really funny. 
I usually hate the over horny friend that's just kind mm-hmm. of there existing. But this guy actually brings some comedy relief yeah. that's good. And he brings a little bit of perspective. I don't think we've met his wife yet because all of these characters there's there's a couple side characters and you're like who's your husband who's your wife or whatever and i'm like who is married to this guy i we need oh, yeah, to meet yeah. her now i'm i'm ready to meet her and i'm looking forward to it it's it's kind of unfortunate because i feel like in some ways this is going under the because there's so many strong shows this season you got do it yourself you got bochi the rock you got chainsaw man you have that bleach whatever Hey, hey, put a little respect on Bleach's name. Oh, now we're... <laughs> I, I was about to say, hey, we have it. And also, folks, we have an email, animeplumbing at gmail.com. And if you want to scream the mic for what he just said about Bleach, please reach out to us. Do yell it. at him. We'll happy to take questions or thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, like, we have some phenomenal shows this season. And right. I feel like this one is just completely getting missed by a lot of the people and this yeah is it's like, flying under the radar not, like i think this is more than not just more than the married couple this is more than just a trashy show this is actually like a legitimately i think good show yes it has some slight edgy bits to it but it's not atrocious the premise is goofy but i think the the romance is sincere and it feels good and it feels like it's exciting to watch and it's one i definitely look forward to each week yeah and again, I think it, it's actually pretty similar to Rent-A-Girlfriend, just from the vibe. And a lot of people seem to hate Rent-A-Girlfriend, but I don't know. I, I love it, and I love this show. What do you well. mean Girlfriend-Girlfriend? Oh, no, sorry. No, no, Rent-A-Girlfriend. That was, that was a bad shot at King... And then there's Domestic King. <laughs> One, once again, there's two... Call, call back to King being... I don't, I don't... I don't... I don't want any girlfriend <laughs> content in my life. He is married. Okay? Is, is your wife nearby? Or why are you saying this? <laughs> I'm like looking over my shoulder, but depending on what I'm saying. And I, and I just want to remind folks, uh, happy wife, happy life. And nothing, nothing rhymes with husband. I just want to make that clear. Um, and with that, you know, I think we're wrapping it up on, on more than a married couple. And I think we're moving over to Azaki-chan wants to hang out season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uzaki Chen wants to hang out season two. Also, a lot of teasing. So, if you like teasing, this this is another one for you. I'll I'll go over this very lightly, just because it's a season two. So, if you like the first season, you'll get a lot more of the same in season two. It's essentially Hana Uzaki and the guy she's quote unquote only hanging out because he's lonely and is her senpai uh, Shinichi Sakurai. Uh, it's a two college students that hang out together um slice of life kind of and they both work together and it's just essentially them being in denial of them liking each other so if you like those types of anime this is a good one to watch pretty simple straightforward and this season you get a lot more of um uzaki chen's uh family side so you meet her mom and siblings and dad and stuff like that but it's a lot more of this of the first season so i recommend it if you liked it it's not as strong as the first season, but they're starting to use first names. So Hannah has a thing for Sinichi, and she thinks he's lonely, but he's just like an introvert. Like, he doesn't care. He's fine being on his own, but she kind of interjects herself because she thinks yeah. he needs it. But really, I think it's more she needs it than anything. And it's kind of, it's interesting because they're getting to the point where a lot of their friends are like, yo, 
this dude ain't gonna jump up into your arms. You gotta go after him because he's the type that will just keep going on, you know, with the flow and not. He's a kind of dense MC. He's a dense MC, but also, like I said, he's a bit of an introvert. So he's like, he doesn't see that as something being needed. Like, he's just like, oh, Uzaki wants to do something again. I guess we'll do it. You know, whatever the case is. And the fact that he maybe is having a harder time realizing those feelings for her. She definitely has feelings for him. So if that's the case, you better get your ass on it. Because he's graduating. And once he graduates and goes and starts working... He ain't going to have even less time, right? And so it's like, it's interesting that finally, yeah. like, a fire is being lit under her butt. Like, I wonder how the situation with the way that inadvertently he's met Hannah's father is going to turn out. So, Mr. Uzaki. Yeah. Hannah's mom is the funniest, though, because she always thinks that Sakurai is yes. hitting on her. Or she wants to hook. That, I like that coming. I love the when she imagines, she's like, oh! <gasps> does he want both of us? And he's like imagining like, he's like this like in his <laughs> throne and he's holding like both uh-huh. her and the mom and it's like, <laughs> you know, anyways, it's great. It's a good time. The mom, mom's imagination kind of goes away. Like she's obviously read too many novels. Romance novels. Too many Harlequin novels. I would say that this is middling show. Like it's not super great. But if you like the first one, you will continue to enjoy the second one. Yeah, it's a season two. If you like it, keep watching. If not, it's fine. You're not missing out on anything crazy. And I thankfully, I think the whole thing about her boobs being too big has kind of passed over now. We're not stuck on that stuff anymore. So, anyways, that's that's Uzaki Chan wants to hang out. Anything, I guess I should ask. Any last words? No? Because I think it's just Ed and me that's been watching it. No, that's pretty much yeah. just it. We can briefly mention maybe Reincarnated as a sword. I mean, I know uh, Sam is probably going to review it on the summit. That's a good point. Let's just maybe, before we get to our last show, let's talk it. So I kind of put these in their own category of honorable mentions because I didn't want to get into them. So Reincarnated a sword, again, some had shown some interest in. As I said, clear the tarmac. What I wanted to mention about the show is, um, I think the, uh, I mean, it, it's about a guy that gets reincarnated as a sword, as what? the name implies, <laughs> in another world, and he finds like a slave girl, and she picks him up, and it's like, oh yeah, you are my new sword now, and then they go on to do like adventure stuff. It's pretty typical, I would say. I just wanted to mention that the first episode is atrocious. Like, I have rarely seen <laughs> an episode that starts off so bad. Like, I think, like, the first 10 to 15 minutes, it's, it's just him as a sword flying around, slaying monsters, leveling up. And I was so bored. I was like, what the fuck is this show? It was so Imagine, bad. Imagine, Gizmo, that this is actually the first third of the first light novel. I, I can I can imagine, yeah. I, I think they probably cut that down a lot. It's a lot of him talking his own head and yeah. then going around and being like, oh, if I went after this one, blah, 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 blah. And it, it, yeah, it's very nasal gazing by the author in a sense. It's like... Yeah, he, he builds up his stats and his levels and his skills. And I'm like, oh, God. It's like we needed this as scrolling text at the beginning of a Star Wars movie. Like we did not need to actually watch. Yeah, this. or just just do like a one minute montage or something. I don't know, but the the beginning is just yeah so bad. And then it it actually turns into like a, a decent like fantasy story. I would yeah, say absolutely. Like it it gets it gets interesting, 
and recently then he meets the girl yeah, yeah. like a, like she's cute but the nice thing also it's it's fairly wholesome like the because you are talking about yeah. like this little like uh this little cat girl basically and so it's like yeah we don't we don't necessarily need etchy when it comes to this stuff so I'm glad that they're basically avoiding it, and no, he's becoming a bit of a yeah overprotective father, which is fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like a father daughter relationship. Yeah. Kind of. it's pretty cute. Like I have a lot of interest in it, but I think that's all we're gonna say of that. The other one we're gonna mention, yep. I don't think anyone else watched Gizmo. You suddenly realized that you might have watched the first episode of it. Management of a novice, a alchemist, baked, baked yep. on and. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's my note. Yeah, it says baked on the Some, 2018 by Mizuho Itsuki, and yeah, it's not the only thing baked. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm not gonna. It's I, I thank you. Uh, shout outs to King. He organized uh, basically all the show notes for today, getting summaries of these shows that you've heard us obviously kind of reading. And so, very much appreciate the effort he's put into that, and has been basically the podcast wrangler thus far, uh, wrangling us and the materials around to make this happen. So, slow clap for King. Yeah, clap. Shout out to King. Uh, that's uh, a. That's a. So, it reminds me of Jeb Bush. Please, please. clap. <laughs> please clap for please. Him right now. Please clap for our unsung heroes of the podcast is, world. Is that like your? third most used gif in the server the please clap that's me man i just i that's burned into my brain forever is the number one is uh, running for president (laughs) who this man if you and that's if you manga club okay every sunday 7 p.m eastern standard time join us on the discord links.animesummit.net click on the discord link come hang out with us we get to see uh sam danny and nick if you want to talk to the host if you want to talk to us Come jump on. We we have a great time. We have different readings. Uh, check out the schedule on Discord. But Mike, I see that you dropped management of novice alchemist. No, right? I I actually I'm still watching that. It's oh you're it's, still on the train. I'm still on this train. The one you're thinking of is my master has no tail. But really quick before I mention that, it is cute girls doing cute things, but in a fantasy setting. It's kind of a bit of a boring like she's becoming an alchemist and stuff like that opening store she's a bit of a mary sue character in the fact that she can't really do anything wrong she's very powerful Mm. her parents are killed off in the very first episode and they were of a wealthy merchant class essentially and so she wants she has now nothing she's destitute and she wants to work her way up she's very smart and lucks out getting a good apprenticeship and does very well for herself and comes to this little town and basically is now like the best thing that happened in this little town. Nonetheless, it's a cute show. I still watch it. Gizmo, did you want to add anything to that? Uh, it was so forgettable. I actually forgot I watched the first episode, so I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. And there we go. That was the be- that was the best review you could give, Gizmo. <laughs> I forgot that I watched this show. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gizmo. Can you please get us back onto schedule here and talk yeah. to us about our final show? Okay, the final show is Eminence and Shadow. It's based on a light novel by Daisuke Aizawa. A boy in modern-day Japan desires to be a mastermind who exerts power from the 
shadows, but in the process of training, gets hit by a truck and dies. He reincarnates in a fantasy world under the name Sid Kagenu, where he maintains a perfectly mediocre appearance as to not stand out, uh, but instead pursue his dream of manipulating from the shadows. One day he stumbles upon an elven girl infected by a mysterious disease and cures her. Sid makes up a story explaining that this world is secretly run by the cult of Diablos, and his secret organization, Shadow Garden, are the only ones that can fight them. The elven girl, now named Alpha, joins his organization and begins recruiting new members. However, the stories Sid made up were actually true, but he believes it to be total delusion. Sid continues fighting the cult of Diablos under the alias Shadow, completely unaware that he is involved in a complicated power struggle. Yeah, this synopsis sounds a bit weird. Um, <laughs> and it the show is also a bit weird. Um, we're actually talking about this because uh, I think... I mean, Nick talked a bit about it on the summit. And I don't know how he watched it. Probably on, like on three times speed yeah, on his phone. Like I, he, miss, sound he misses a lot of little details, because it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> he he he, he, he kind of he kind of missed the point on this show, I think, a, a little bit, because like when at, at first glance it is just like this random isekai where the guy is super overpowered and gets a harem and stuff. But at second glance, it's like there there is something going on in this show that's very hard to decipher. And all the shit he makes up, he's he's like a Chunibio character, but basically everything he he makes up in his mind um, becomes reality, and so he's kind of shaping this world around him, and it's he he's so overpowered that it uh, like his he's not even struggling in this world. It's more about the characters around him and uh, how they interact with the world he builds. It's kind of weird. We. Like I think I'm eight episodes in or so, and it still is not really clear if what his intentions are. Like, does he understand that he creates the world? Um, what 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 is his goal ultimately? He he kind of wants to be the guy that's in the shadows and pulling the strings from behind, but it's not. It it's not the your typical isekai. I feel. I don't know what you guys think about it so far. No, I think you hit the you hit it right on the head, man. Um, the let me tell you this: if you enjoyed Lelouch uh, from Code Geass, <laughs> this is a show for you because yeah, I can see one thing that that Code Geass had was big collars on their jackets. Right? <laughs> this guy, this guy, our main character in this show, he's got the biggest anime collar I've ever seen. Where the collar almost becomes a hood, and that's how he kind of hides himself. It's a thing like if yeah. Mike or, or or Ed or Gizmo came up to me with a big collar on, the whole pr the whole show is like, who's in that collar? It's so big, I can't see their <laughs> face. But it's like, no, no, no. It's just Ed with a big ass collar on, looking ridiculous with his fucking jacket. Uh, so if 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 you enjoy big collars, if you enjoy Lelouch. Uh, from Code Geass, this might be a show for you. Not going to lie, the first few episodes were so confusing. Because the first episode is yeah. just your mm -hmm. standard, I'm a isekai. But 
starting because even the end you didn't re- I didn't even realize it, w- it was going to be like that because the first episode was just him and like the popular girl at school just trying to be friends or whatever and she's just annoyed with everything he does she gets kidnapped and then he comes in out of nowhere and just beats the living crap out of the kidnappers and and then yeah. I'm just like okay alright this, this seems interesting and then at the end of the episode he just gets hit by a truck and you're like okay and dies <laughs> And then you're just there, like, all right. And then episode two, he, like, he's already in the world. He's he's already, like, doing his thing. And you're like, what happened between episode one and episode two to get here? Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, it, it this show throws you for a loop so many times. Like, after the first episode, or during the first episode, you think, ah, this is going to be the setting. But then it's like, oh, no, he dies. It gets reincarnated in another world. And then... You think, oh, okay, this is, these are going to be the main protagonists, and then everyone leaves him, and he's like going off to a school or somewhere, and they're like, wow, what? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And it's it's one of these shows where the running bit the whole time is that, like Gizmo said, he's creating this world. I did, I, I also did quotation marks for everybody mm-hmm. on camera, and you can't and you can't see me doing quotation marks, listeners, but. He's creating this world and he doesn't believe when people are like, hey, we're taking on this secret organization. In his mind, he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, that's not real. I made that oh, up. You're, you're, but it you're is, playing along. He doesn't realize it. Yeah, he, he thinks they're all playing along with his, de- with his delusion just to make him feel good or something. It's it's super weird. Yeah, and, and the, the other bit that he is really, really all about and he just keeps – he just sticks to his character is – the idea of I must be the background character because mm-hmm. if you're a shadowy government entity that controls everything in the background, you can't be the superstar in the school. You can't be the best swordsman. You can't be the romantic interest of all the girls. So his whole shtick is literally just just being like, how can I be the ultimate background character? And there's times where that does shine through and it is funny and other times where you're like, okay, we we get it you're a background character and yeah. it, it, it's just it, it it really just drives it in a lot did you guys mention the part where he's like i am atomic yeah oh, no. yeah <laughs> explain that mike can you expand on that one of the things is is that he wants to be as strong as a nuclear bomb and there's at one point where he's having a big fight he's like fine i will show you true power and he's like i am atomic like, <laughs> literally it's like a nuclear bomb goes off of the fucking city we're like there's a crater that's like the size of a fuck and like i listen i understand atomic bombs are still large in the sort of psyche of japanese and so oh, yeah. like, i understand that concept of like why he's like i can't with the means given to me in this world i cannot become as strong as atomic bomb so i will die and be reincarnated again and yeah, and so like I've been basically describing him as a chuniboyo. Like basically, he's like that. Oh, I'm intense. I'm so what, you know what I mean. Like, but he's like, what does that thing he says? I I need more power or something. Yeah, I don't know, but I I just just when he does that whole thing and he goes, I am atomic. Like he actually says it in English, and I went. Oh my gosh, this series is so amazing. <laughs> and it's like, yes, he has his harem of girls. It's almost like he doesn't care. He's like, ah, whatever, you guys. Way to go. And he thinks, he honestly thinks that the harem, like, basically just abandons him. And then they all pop back out. It's like, we've been doing your work, sir. And he's like, oh, have you? 
excellent. I knew that <laughs> all along. And it's like, okay. And, and when this one girl comes to him, he's like preparing the room so he can sit on the throne and look majestic. And yeah, I, I look like the, the shadow emperor here. I kind of expect this almost to zoom out in the end and just be like, actually, no, he's been in a coma this whole time. And this is just what's playing out in his mind. You know what I mean? Like It's almost like he's a, he's it's a video game and he's just a player that that's interacting with his npcs he's also yeah. referring sometimes to other people as npcs and stuff it's it's interesting it's mysterious yeah i i think bottom line is it deserves another look i'm gonna keep checking this one out i don't know it's definitely not the strongest of what we've reviewed today but it's probably towards the middle or a little bit above that because uh, you know there's something there i'm interested to see where it goes how he builds out but one of the most annoying things that you guys kind of touched on is this idea of like none of this is like the main character being like none of this is real mm -hmm. and therefore i can think about uh other characters or treat other people in a certain way and it's and i'm not i'm not grandstanding it's just an annoying thing like oh well they're npcs or they're computer programs so therefore i'm smarter and better than them and all this and i'm like yeah. Ugh. the mc is a little insufferable with his giant collar once again that i want out. <laughs> You're really stuck on that giant kind It's big. He is like <laughs> the archetypical like 13, 14 year old just like yeah. I'm so intense. I've watched oh, yeah. too much of Sephiroth and now I'm like him with a massive <laughs> sword. Yeah, like it, it absolutely. Like insufferable is a fantastic way to describe him. Yeah, I get what you're thinking. I I also don't like that he he doesn't really form any relationship with any anyone no. really because it's just a game to him or whatever. I feel like I'm hoping I'm hoping that this is based on a light novel is well written enough that this comes home to roost for him at some point. I think mm -hmm. that'd be fascinating for him to have to kind of grow up um like the light novels to uh trapped in a dating sim does it sometimes not always the best but it does do it does like come after the things it's like yo these are real people like with real feelings and you're just like sort of toying with them and mm -hmm. guess what like you're gonna have to deal with that you can't just like turn this off and disappear you know and so i'm hoping that in the same sense that that he starts growing up as a result of the things in here but we'll see yeah I look forward to us doing the seasonal end review because I think it's going to be interesting, but I also think that this is going to end on a giant cliffhanger and we're just going to be like, Probably, what the yeah. flipping heck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts, feelings, comments? No. I mean, I'm just excited to be doing this with you guys. I'm excited to see how a lot of the shows we reviewed turns out. We'll be back, I think in a couple weeks to give a final review on everything right mike yeah we haven't really talked about it too much but the idea is this podcast we want to aim for one every two weeks yeah, oh yeah that should be good, too good for next week we're gonna let ed kind of take the lead ed what you're thinking for next week next week or we're gonna do a little not next week but next time i should say next episode next time uh we're gonna be doing a little a little retro rex so what i consider retro is anything older than a decade so currently anything 2012 or older about to be 2013 
But we're going to look at two different anime. I want you guys to at least watch the first three episodes. If you like it, keep going. It's going to be Dance in the Vampire Bund, which is about people finding out that there's actual vampires in Japan and what's going to happen with that with the Queen and our MC. And then we're also mm. going to be covering Bubblegum Crisis, the 1987 classic. So that should be a Woo. lot of fun. We'll see what you guys think about it. Hey. So, I think we can safely come to a landing after plummeting all this way. That's a long fall. Let us know what you think so far of our podcast. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. I'll be honest, I won't necessarily take it to heart. Especially <laughs> if you try to be mean, uh, I will cry and then block you forever. <laughs> Join the Discord. Hang out with us. If you are listening to this and you don't listen to Anime Summit, what are you even doing? <laughs> Uh, please go subscribe to Anime Summit. Give them a review on Spotify. Uh, give them a re- review on iTunes. Get them to uh, 200 ratings on Spotify so then he has to watch School Days again. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't. Some people have been making some very terrible suggestions and I think I will not be contributing to that. There we go. Yeah, is there anything else anyone wants to add before we call it a day? That's it, guys. We'll catch you next time for sure. All right. That's it. Peace out. Alright, bye-bye. Peace.